Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the Gospel of Matthew, but we're chasing a couple of cross-references here for a few episodes. We have just completed Matthew 8, where we had the account of the gathering demoniacs. Remember, there were two demon-possessed men that met Jesus. And we've started looking at the account in Mark, the fifth chapter. And it's a pretty detailed account in all these Gospels, as a matter of fact. So let me go back. I'm going to reread the first eight verses that we looked at yesterday just to set the context. Then we'll press on. So here's Mark, chapter 5, verse 1. They came to the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gerasenes. When he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. And he had his dwelling place among the tombs, and no one was able to bind him anymore, even with a chain, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Constantly, night and day, he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains, and gashing himself with stones. Seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him, and shouting with a loud voice, he said, What business do we have with each other, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God, do not torment me. For Jesus had been saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. So we'll continue on verse 9 here. And Jesus was asking him, What is your name? And he said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he began to implore him earnestly not to send them out of the country. <clears throat> See, uh, this is me, just for a moment here. Uh, <clears throat> demonic entities want to have an organic body to live in, preferably a human. But as we're about to see, they'll take some pigs, okay? They were begging and imploring Jesus not to send them out of the country. I think in Matthew did it say something about that they didn't want to be uh, sent out of the man. I'm not sure. Uh, Implore him. Uh, oh, they, they just says cast 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 us out. Yeah, they were imploring him not to cast us out. So here they're saying, hey, don't send us out of where we are. <clears throat> Verse 11. Now there was a large herd of swine feeding nearby on the mountain. That tells us something right there. It tells us it's not a predominantly Jewish area because a predominantly Jewish area would not have a large herd of swine. All right? The demons implored Jesus, saying, Send us into the swine so that we may enter them. Now notice a couple of things here. They're wanting to go into this organic thing. They're imploring, they're begging Jesus to send them. They acknowledge that he has complete absolute authority to command them <coughs> to go somewhere, and they're going to have to do it. They know this, and so they're begging with him. And this gives us a little insight, folks, into us. It really does, okay? Remember what Jesus said, the things that I do that you'll be able to do also, and even greater things, okay? So they're imploring Jesus, send us into the swine. Jesus gave them permission, And coming out, verse 13, the unclean spirits entered the swine and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea, about 2,000 of them 
and they were drowned in the sea. Now, boy, this does precipitate a couple of interesting questions, does it not? You know, if the spirits were so wanting to get out, to be in a body like that, and they're begging Jesus to go into the swine right here, then why all of a sudden were the swine dead? Well, the spirits were not controlling the swine. See, the spirits were controlling the human body, and the human body acted and reacted in the way that we've seen. You have screaming, you have yelling, you have gashing of the self. The pigs, the swine, they didn't know what to do. They ran headlong, rushed down the steep, and literally killed themselves. There's a couple of funny things about this. It literally is suicide. Uh, yeah, go ahead and laugh. Yeah, yeah. But it helps you remember, does it not? Uh, one person said it's the first instance of deviled ham. Yeah, 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 that's funny. Okay. But they rush into there and they die. They're drowned. Now the question arises, what happens to the demons? Well, they come out of there. One of the greatest fears that the demons have in other encounters with Jesus, they say, don't send us into the abyss. Don't send us into the dry places. Don't send us away. Okay. So they would have come out of those pigs and they would have been somewhere. I don't know if they wind up in tuna, if they come out and they find another organic thing. Who knows? All we know from this account here is that the herd was drowned. Now, verse 14. Their herdsmen, the pigs' herdsmen, ran away and reported it in the city and in the country. And the people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and observed the man who had been demon-possessed, sitting down, clothed, and in his right mind, the very man who had had the legion. And they became very frightened. Now, hear me carefully on this, okay? Look what they found. The herdsmen go off and tell what's happened. They tell the people in the city and the people in the countryside. They come out to see who did this, Jesus. They find this demon-possessed man that they would have known of, no doubt, okay? They find him sitting at the feet of Jesus. Normally he's doing what? Running frenetically all about. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, fully clothed. We see in the other gospels account that he had no clothes. And in his right mind. So what's the response of the people? Are they going to rejoice? Are they wanting to know what's happening? <coughs> no. They become frightened. And let me tell you, folks, this is what often happens even with professing believers in the body of Christ. When God moves in power and might and setting the captive free, Quite often, they're frightened. Quite often, they don't want to believe. Quite often, they refuse to believe. Watch what they do now. Verse 16. Those who had seen it described to them how it had happened to the demon-possessed man and all about the swine. So there's multitudes of witnesses here. And they're telling the people, verse 17. And they began to implore Jesus to leave their region. You notice there's a lot of imploring going on. Is this not, what, the fourth or the fifth time that word's been used so far in this chapter? They asked Jesus to leave. Verse 18. And as he was getting in the boat, you ask the Lord to leave, he'll leave. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed was imploring him that he might accompany this guy wanted to go with Jesus. Well, you can understand that. He had just set him free of thousands of demons. We can't even begin to imagine. Verse 19. And Jesus did not let him go, but Jesus said to him, Go home to your people and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you and how 
he had mercy on you. I mentioned this in the previous episode. <clears throat> this is a picture and an act of God's mercy upon one of his blessed and beloved creatures. Someone that we would write off, someone we'd be terribly frightened of, someone that we'd just soon do away with. The Lord wants to restore, have him sitting at his feet, fully clothed and in his right mind. Jesus is now saying what? Go home and tell everybody what happened to him. Verse 20. And he went away and he began to proclaim in the Decapolis, the 10 city region, what great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed. They asked Jesus to leave. This man stays. He goes out through an entire 10 city region proclaiming what the Lord had done. Everybody's amazed. You'll see later on in the Gospels that Jesus returns to this region. When he does this time, they welcome him gladly with open arms. What's the difference? Right now they're frightened and they're asking him to leave. Later on, they're going to be rejoicing because he's come back. What's the difference? The testimony of one man that was touched by the mercy and the power of the Most High God. Think about that. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.